but I'm not a runner. I'm not an athlete. I'm not any kind of you know, fitness person at all. Three and a half years ago, I was sat on a sofa, hungover, overweight, unfit, stressed, depressed, suicidal, and my life was going nowhere. And, and when I decided to take a break from alcohol, that's when I thought, why not see what you can be capable of, Freddie? Why not see, you know, be the person that you want to be, be the person that your kids want you to be, and, and really see what is possible. Hi, my name is Andy Ramage. Welcome to my podcast, where I attempt to share the story behind the story of thought leaders, authors, athletes, everyday heroes, and alcohol-free adventurers who have found meaning and purpose through their work while also sharing some of their greatest wisdom. Let's do this. Freddie Bennett, or Freddie Wellies, as I like to call him, is an alcohol-free superhero. Although he's clearly missing part of his superhero outfit, as most photos of him, he's half-naked, pulling a very strange face. But we get into that during the conversation. Freddie's also a record-breaker. Yes, it's true. The fastest ever marathon runner, dramatic pause, dressed as a fisherman, wellies and all, hence Freddie Wellies. During our conversation, Freddie shares his powerful backstory and how he turned his life around and why he's now on a mission to inspire one billion, one billion people to transform their relationship with alcohol. And I'll join him every step of the way because he's a cracking lad and a hero of mine. And what I love about Freddie and Sharon who hosts the Over the Influence podcast, which I've appeared on and is absolutely fantastic if you enjoy that type of thing. They're also building the most wonderful community, which again, I will be a champion of and support because anyone in the alcohol-free space trying to move the needle in the way that Freddie and Sharon are, are total heroes to me. And I've seen them emerge through the alcohol-free space. I've seen their struggles when they first started to where they are today, inspiring hundreds of thousands of people to take a break from the booze and transform their life in the process and create a wonderful community around it. And I'm really proud to be part of their story and anything I can do to support them, I will. This is one of those conversations that's full of laughter, emotions, inspiration, and a rally call to all you alcohol-free adventurers to unite, to collectively make a difference in the world. What about that one? All right, you're going to love this one. Let's do this. Team, on September the 6th, I'm running the last Arate Way online adventure to your best self. It's personal development at its best. It's designed specifically for you. And I'm not going to make a secret. I want to train with you. It's what I do best. It's what I've spent the last 10 years educating myself upon. Because it wasn't that long ago. I was struggling a bit. Three stone heavier, overweight, unhappy, unmotivated, unfulfilled, lacking meaning, lacking purpose, feeling a bit meh a bit five out of 10. But then I went on this personal development adventure and realized it doesn't have to be that way. But we have to do the work and the works in the courses. It's the best learning that I've put together through 10 years of running these online courses to help you move that needle a little bit from where you are point A to where you've always dreamt of being point B. It's personal development at its best. And the results that we get collectively are staggering. So if you want to get more clarity over your goals, find more meaning and purpose, understand how your brain works and do it within a framework and a community that will move the needle in a big way. It's fun, it's energetic, it's exciting, it's an adventure and it's a tiny, tiny investment in your personal development. It's less than a couple of good nights out and how many of them have moved the needle in your life, led to more meaning and purpose? None of them. So let's make it happen. Let's get together. Let's train together. I can get to know more of your story. You can get to know more of mine. It's what I do best. Let's make it happen before the year escapes us. September the 6th. Come and join me on the next Arate Way adventure to your best self. To find out more and to sign up, go to arateway.com, A-R-E-T-E way.com or go to andyramage.com, select courses, Arate Way. All right. I'll see you on the Arate Way soon. Let's do this. Freddie, welcome. Andy. To Andy. The, 
It's all happening. Welcome to the fun side of the island. I love being on the fun side of the island. There is there's no other place that I'd rather be and no one else that I'd rather be with, Andy, than you. We're going to do some alcohol-free damage with the ramage. I am so excited for this. Damage with the ramage. Exactly, damage with the ramage. To put that. And so for people that don't know, and this is the cool thing about technology and whatnot, they're probably thinking you're just up the road or around the corner, but actually you're on pretty much the other side of the world right now. I am, as, as we like to say on Over the Influence, I am in the future. So I'm, I'm obviously a proudly UK born and bred, but I'm here in New Zealand. So it is uh, quarter past six in the evening. So uh, it's a neighbour's side of the world. And, uh, but it's, it's great to be here with the, with the power of technology to, uh, to be speaking to yourself and the whole world. How I know Freddie, let's just start with that. I know <laughs> Freddie because um, he's a world record holder right and this for me is just one of the coolest things ever and not only is a world record holder holder if i can say it properly he is the fastest marathon runner right it calls that the fastest ever marathon runner dressed as a fisherman right i love it wearing wellies there is that bit at the end there isn't there <laughs> yeah you've got to have the pause there's a dramatic pause when you say that a world record marathon runner big pause dressed as a fisherman I don't know how many people have tried to run a marathon just as a fisherman or have run it as quick as Freddie, but he did it full regalia of, of a fisherman. Like, I don't know if there's a fisherman uniform, but there was wellies involved, hence why I like to refer to him. He's in my phone as Freddie Wellie. So let's just start there, Freddie. You're an adventurer, an alcohol-free superstar and hero. Tell us about your world record, because I love it. It makes me laugh. Exactly. And, and so, yeah, so I found myself on the start line of, of the Liverpool Marathon dressed as, as a fisherman. And, you know, it's worth saying I've, uh, I've run across the Sahara Desert. I've won some ultra marathons. I've, I broke this world record, but I'm not a runner. I'm not an athlete. I'm not any kind of you know, fitness person at all. Three and a half years ago, I was sat on a sofa, hungover, overweight, unfit stressed, depressed, suicidal, and my life was going nowhere. And, and when I decided to take a break from alcohol, that's when I thought, why not see what you can be capable of, Freddie? Why not see, you know, be the person that you want to be, be the person that your kids want you to be, and, and really see what is possible. And, and that's why I like to say it's all about helping everyday people, just like me, do extraordinary things. And, and that's why I found myself completing that, uh, that marathon dressed as a fisherman and and there were so many metaphors in it that i could murder about uh, about doing this this world record attempt and the alcohol free journey because at the start people didn't think i could do it and and it's very difficult to describe what it feels like to have twenty thousand people point at you laugh at you and say you can't do this you can't do this at all and and that's what i had i had the whole crowd of people at a marathon doing the kind of like the double take and the look and like the, the, the look at look at that guy and and that's what what i had and it's the same with our alcohol free journeys you know we we say look i want to try and do this thing i want to try and be different i want to try and step forward and prove to myself that i can i can be behaving in this new way and everyone else says oh no you can't do that i don't think that i don't think you're capable of that no one else could yeah you couldn't do that and and that's what i had and and you have to take those first steps when you doubt yourself and, and you think that you can't do it. Then you keep going and you keep going and you have the doubts and you think you might fail and you think you might not make it, but you have to find a way to keep on going. And, and that's what I had to do. And thankfully, the alcohol-free journey usually doesn't involve your toenails falling off halfway through and, and picking up blisters that are going to scar you for life at near the end. And, and that's what I had just on that final straight I remembered. And, it was getting close with the world record. There was only a few minutes in it. And, and I was rushing as fast as I could, wearing a pair of wellies, sweating in a British, actually a warm British summer day with these waterproofs on. And, and I thought, you know, my, my vision started to go into like a tunnel. And, and I thought, I'm going to fail here. I'm literally going to fail at the last hurdle. And everyone's going to laugh at me and it's going to be a disaster. And, and it's going to be a very public 
failure as well. And, and I'm a guy that is, is used to failure in, in my alcohol-free journeys as well. And just as I thought I was going to fall down, and I collapsed and I crumbled, and I felt this little thing in the, in the palm of my hand. And my two sons had jumped over the barrier and they'd grabbed me by the hand and they'd said, come on, daddy, you can do it. And they half dragged me, half carried me over the finish line. And, uh, and then, you know, we, we got the world record and everything else. And, and that's a great metaphor for, for our whys as well. Why do we want to change drinking? Why do we want to drink differently, take a break from alcohol, improve ourselves, change our lives, whatever it is. I believe we have to have a strong enough why. And, and for me, that why was my two children and, and being the person and the man and the father that I really hoped that I could be. I love it. I love it. I love it. I just got to rewind there though. What actually is making me laugh is that you had to beat someone. So someone had already run a, like a pretty yeah. fast marathon dressed as a fisherman. And we're going to get into all the nice bits that you said. And if you don't mind, I'm just going to just, because it just makes me laugh. So not only has someone run the marathon quicker than you, dressed as a, a fisherman, right? What, like, mm -hmm. what denotes a fisherman? I just want to know, like, in the Guinness Book of Records, like, how do you know? How do you know you're a fisherman? How can you say, I'm officially a fisherman, that guy's not? whilst running the marathon i just want to know well here's the thing it, it, it i thought of it i entered this thing for like, on a whim I, I was like yeah you know the i was like that bloody alcohol free positivity and you know that that spark it gives you all of a sudden i'm just typing an email to the guinness book of records saying let's do this and and i wanted to do a world record to raise money for charity and and we chose a fisherman because I was in Liverpool at the time, you know, a proud maritime city. My kids liked sharks and crabs and those sorts of things. And, and they were like, Daddy, we want you to be the world's fastest fisherman. And and I thought, as you say, Andy, I thought it was just a case of, you know, get, <laughs> and I'm not a fisherman, obviously, you know, get the, the hat with the, the, the feather things in and one of those nice waistcoats and, and, you know, probably like a little bar of chocolate and a thermos of fa uh, th uh, flask of, of coffee. And, and that would be fine. And, but the world record, you don't mess with them. I got a, a four-page instruction manual saying your 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 fishing box that you, you have, have to carry, carry a box. has to be three kilos. <laughs> I had to carry a three-kilo oh, fishing box as well, yeah. I had to wear wellies. I had to wear waterproof hat, jacket, and trousers. And, and I had to get the outfit approved by the Guinness Book of Records before the attempt. And then during the attempt... Not only do you have to run in the thing and try not fall over and, and be there carrying your, your flipping box that's a pain to run, I had to take a photograph of myself every mile to prove that I hadn't done a quick Superman and, you know, dived into a bush and got into a different outfit and then jumped out again. So there's so much rules and regulations and evidence. You know, we had to have witness statements and everything else. It isn't just a case like you see on a on your BBC record breakers show that they used to be on, we just cross the line and you get the certificate. It was, uh, I was going to say, I've had court cases that, um, that, that are easier, but that's probably a different story. But I will say, you know, the, the, the Guinness Book of Records are um, very, very strict and we had to follow all these rules to, um, to get the certificate and then, uh, yeah, to, to go in the book. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it because that just reminds me of, it was Norris McWhirter. Do you remember? Norris on the spot. Anyone remember yes. that? And what was what was the what was the main guy's name? It's just all coming back to me now. It was Norris McGuire. was the guy that they were. Was it Roy, Roy Castle? Castle? Uh, what was yeah, Eddie used to play the, 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 um, the Yeah, the trumpet. The trumpet. And what was yeah. his song? If you want to be a record break, uh, it'll come to me. But anyway, I'm not going to sing. Do you want to be a? I always get it confused with Gladiator. Something like that. That's the, I'm sure my age now. I tell you, that's the thing. I'm, I'm older than I look. I tell you a story about Gladiators. I trained with the Wolf because you remember the Wolf. There was like the baddie in Gladiator. Did he you? decided he wanted to be a professional footballer, and he came to train with Gillingham, where I was playing at the time. Yeah, and trained for a few days. We had a reserve match that I ended up playing in. It was the largest crowd we've ever seen at Priestfield Stadium in Gillingham. There was about like ten thousand people there to watch the Wolf's. I keep doing his little thing. Amazing! Yeah, that, and that's, he was absolutely pony. Just proving how macho I am as always with my yeah, exactly. And on that note, you don't mind getting your top off either, do you? To be fair, every time I look at you, you got your top off. Well, <laughs> you're pulling a little. I, I, yeah, yeah. This is it's, it's weird wearing a t-shirt, but that's the thing, Andy. I'm going to be 40 in a few months' time, and I'm reaching that stage where, like, it's not cool for a 40 year old to be 
to prancing around with his top off. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm obviously not going to ever be on Love Island. And, uh, and yeah, so my kids are there saying like, put it on, Dad. Yeah, you're 40 now almost. And um, I'll, I'll try and milk it for as long you got, as I you can. Got, you got the old like washboard going on there. I like it. I also <laughs> like the poses that you've got in your photos, the sort of, it's like, Blue steel. Yeah, it is that it's like a bit of blue steel. That's sort of blue steel. Yeah, yeah. Blue the, steel. Uh, it's like it's like I'm really trying to work out like a times table or something. Uh, yeah, this like. is really tough actually. One more, like pondering. Yeah. yeah, I can see it. I like it. I can see a whole <laughs> calendar, like you know, like page seven fella. Well, it's funny oh, you say that, Andy. I've got to tell the calendar story, and um, because we, uh, I know we're going to talk about the podcast and everything, but I've got to say with. With the alcohol-free podcast that I know we'll, we'll cover, Over the Influence, the world's fastest-growing alcohol-free podcast, we do have an amazing, wonderful community that, that's growing by the day. And we have said, or rather I've said, and, and my co-hosts Shazza and Ben have hate the idea, when we get a 1,000 people in the community, we're doing a naked calendar. It's going to be a naked calendar. All proceeds are going to go to, to alcohol support charities and it's going to be brilliant. I think, you know, we're going to have Shazza, you know, just, just natural things, yeah, baking her buns in oh, the oven. I can um, imagine me it. Me and the other guy, Ben, will probably... Fruit. Sorry, Andy. I can imagine sort of holding fruits and all sorts of... Yeah, just just hold, holding the fruit. Probably oh. me and the other guy, Ben, <laughs> will we'll just like play a game of Twister. Exactly. You can't beat a bit of Twister. I can imagine you'll be holding as uh, some sort of bottle of beer. I can imagine that working yeah probably um or yeah probably just one of the small ones <laughs> but um but yeah some, some yeah sort you of remember those bottle. little beer bottles you used to get the tiny little ones yeah yeah or, yeah or the little there's little tiny cans of coke that you used to get from the sweet shop or exactly or the plane you know when you get on the plane you get a little alcohol free you could get a mixer bottle seed lip something like that anyway that is a brilliant <laughs> idea i'm not surprised you're doing that what a great idea that is by the way we've got to make that happen i think we can you know what andy 12 pictures in naked calendar is a lot just to have you know, from from three people on a podcast maybe maybe we should get other famous inspirational voices from the alcohol free community to feature this in this naked calendar this andy wouldn't that be amazing that would be andy? amazing i'll be all over that in a big way is that an Andy Ramage exclusive then, that we will have Andy Ramage exclusively naked? It could be you and me playing Twister. It'd be brilliant. Wait till I tell Ruri. He's well up for it, apparently. <laughs> He's all over it. <laughs> well, that would be interesting. To say the... Right, we're going to move on. It certainly would We're going to move on very, very swiftly. <laughs> to come back, actually, to a lot of what you said there, because I feel like I glossed over some really important things that you said there about your alcohol-free adventure. So let's just sort of dive into that a little bit how did you end up in that place of oh something's got to change what was the build up to that and what was it that sort of tipped you over the edge and you went do you know what i'm gonna do something different sure and uh, my life looked very different it's fair to say and and they everyone in life always says that, that we all have a talent for something and and fairly early on i discovered that i had a talent for drinking um and i was I came from a fairly broken, fairly disrupted home as a, as a kid. Uh, I was a fairly quiet teenager, but um, but I all of a sudden discovered, like so many people do, that you know, I had a drink, and and you know, by golly, I liked it, and I liked who I was when I had a drink. I was more confident. I was funnier. I could talk to girls, which was a scary thing for uh, I was going to say for a, for a fourteen year old Freddie, but I was probably eighteen to be honest, and it made me be this person that I wanted to be in. And for a while it was fine. And, you know, I'd be like a, any old teenager get, doing a bit of drinking, getting a bit drunk at the weekend. I, I went off to university and, and I wasn't actually that bad. Like, you know, I'd, I'd get drunk. I loved to drink, but it didn't turn into a proper problem for me. I was just the guy who created this persona about being the life and soul of the party. I even had a name for myself, which was Funtime Freddy. And um, I was I was that sort of drunken asshole. And and I created this this life for myself that I thought I have to be the fun guy, the first guy at the bar, the the guy who's always doing the crazy thing. And and that carried on, but it started to snowball and I left university, went to, to London to um to, to join the big corporate world and 
unlike without getting too political uh, about about uk corporate life you know i, I didn't come from from that back, I, mean, I didn't have parents that were doctors and lawyers and accountants i was a real fish out of water i was the first person in my family really to ever have a proper job where you have to go to work every day and wear matching shoes and, and all these things and and i find myself in this environment with all these very high powered very successful people doing all these high powered successful things and and they knew the words to say and they knew the places to go and they knew the way to act and and i landed i remember early in london and uh, it was in the corporate world for the first time and it was all like elevator pitches and networking and power handshakes and and i was just there saying like i can't believe you can get free coffees from the machine. <laughs> this place gives you free coffees. Can you believe that, guys? And, and they looked at me. Sorry, Andy, carry on. No, I was, I was just jumping in and joining in with you. I think that's a little like, Carry on. I don't know. And it, it was crazy. And and I realised again, you know, being this guy that was very nervous, didn't know how to act around people, didn't know how to be successful. I really felt like an imposter. And I thought everyone here went to the right school, the right university. They did the right degrees, they say the right things. Who am I? What what am I gonna do here? And and then you know, fairly early on we had a, a night out and I did something stupid, you know, it was probably like staying up till four AM on a Tuesday night doing tequilas with the boss or something. And uh, then I, I walked into work the next day thinking, I'm gonna get fired, I'm gonna get fired. I can't believe I've done this. And then the boss comes up to me and it was, you know, it's very like blokey city. And he was like, oh, it's the legend, here he is, you know, high-fiving me and everything else and all this stuff. And I was like, wow, actually, hang on. I've, I've been getting drunk and people like me even more. So I'll do this again. And I did it the next night and the next night. And, and for a few years, you know what, it worked. And I rose up the corporate ladder I got the nice bonuses. I had the Porsche. I had the young family at the time. I had the granite worktops, the watch and everything. Outwardly, I was successful, but inwardly, I was starting to really hate that person that I saw in the mirror every morning. And, and the person that I saw was hungover, regretful, anxious, depressed, overweight. My skin was terrible. My teeth were terrible. I was really starting to hate myself. And, and I said to myself, this isn't the way I thought my life was going to go. Mm. I had so many hopes and dreams when I was younger, but then as we do in life, I promised myself that I'd make those hopes and dreams come true after the next promotion, after the next pay rise, after the next project, after the next job or, or whatever it was. But then lo and behold, yeah, the, the nights got later and the lunches got longer and the drinks got larger and the waistlines got tighter and the kids got older and the mortgages got bigger. And, and I just put those hopes and dreams on hold. And, and then one night it all came crashing down and I was actually celebrating a promotion. And as always, you know, I'd be drinking heavily. I'd, I'd do my favorite trick of going to meet some new mates, which actually meant I'm going to go and get drunk on my own now. And, you know, went to some different bars as, as the night wore on. The bars got dodgier, shall we say, until I found myself in some uh, some extremely dodgy establishments at like five o'clock in the morning, again, on a Wednesday night or something. Went back and you, know, you, you had the walk of shame when everyone else is commuting to work and you're kind of staggering through the street like something off The Walking Dead thinking, what am I going to do now? And then I reached that point where I thought there's no way out and everything felt so dark and so depressing and so inescapable. And, and that's when I thought I've got to end it all. And, and maybe it's time to, to exit this building that I'm in from the roof and not from the ground floor. And, and that's why I had to make, uh, when I had to start getting the Samaritans, uh, the, the UK suicide helpline into my phone because it was that bad for me and I saw no way out and and I thought my life was over and out of control and I thought I, I couldn't I couldn't see a way back to that person that I loved and that person that I knew and uh, I, I sort of put my hand up and did the therapy and you know, had the had the podcast by Robbins and the books by Goggins and I tried to feel the fear and do it anyway and I even learned the subtle art of not giving a 
so on and, uh, and and everything else and 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 I tried to sort my life out and and for a while it worked and then I failed again and I tried to stop drinking and I failed again and again and again and then one day I was hung over at work uh, again so I hadn't really changed my behaviors that much at all I had a thousand failures under my belt yeah. I'd failed to stop drinking a thousand times over the years and I got a phone call saying yeah your dad's in hospital and I walked out of work with nothing but a, you know, a suit and a, and a laptop bag, drove down to see my dad, and uh, and then I watched him die. And I had that, that day that we never think will happen to us, when I woke up hungover, didn't have breakfast, had some junk food, hungover lunch, normal day. And by dinner time, by six o'clock that night, I, uh, I was watching my dad die. And I kissed him on the forehead, and I said goodbye. And I walked out of the hospital and I said, this is your crash course in, in life being short. This is yeah. your lesson in life being precious. And, and I have to change my life. And the honest story is six months for the next six months after I partied and drank harder than ever. But then I did wake up that one morning when I hit yet another rock bottom. And that was the 8th of March, 2019. And I thought, I no longer am going to tolerate this life for myself. I deserve better. My kids deserve better. It's time to choose a life less ordinary. It's time to move away from that living in quiet, hungover, regret-filled, drunken despair. And it's time to see what you're capable of. But you know what, Andy, I have a saying, and I say it many times, that if, if you want those things that you've never had before, you need to do those things that you've never done before. So if I wanted the confidence, the happiness, the, the, the fulfillment, the self-love, achieving my goals. If I wanted those things, then I knew I was going to have to do something that I'd never, ever done before. And that was leave alcohol behind. Massive. What a, a powerful, powerful story. And I can even see from the comments, lots of people resonate with that story because I think it's the ubiquitous story, mm -hmm. isn't it? That many of us share in different forms and formats and different extremes but it's that similar mm. pathway of trying very often failing that quite dis, dis ease with the situation that we're in and then very often like something comes along and still that thing that sort of rock bottom or that moment is not quite enough it's something down the line but i think the key is and the beautiful part of your story is that that sense that one day it's like, right, do you know what? I owe it to myself, you know, to show up in a different way in life and to my, my family. And there's that like sense of, I'm just not putting up with this anymore. I am going to do something different. Mm. And then things start to change, don't they? I think it's away from that sense of loss and I'm missing out and I've been a naughty boy to that sense of actually, mm. maybe there's something a bit different out there for me. And actually maybe what I'm seeking is in the, cave that i most fear to tread which joseph campbell talks about and that is taking a break from the booze brilliant so you're at that point mm. you sort of make this decision then what happens um then i get scared basically and, and it felt like i i had a a, a, a whirlwind of crossroads ahead of me and because we've all had those moments where we you know we wake up and we look in the mirror and we think oh god I can't believe I did that again. I'm going to quit and that's it. But then we don't quit. And as I say, that happened to me. And I worked out, you know, over the years, about a thousand mm -hmm. times I failed to quit. And, and I thought this time I have to do it properly. And the main shift for me was I didn't make it about willpower. Yeah. In, in the past, I'd always tried to white knuckle it. I'd been there. I'd say to people, oh, you know, I should really quit drinking for a bit. And I want to drink, but I'm not going to drink. And I think I'd like a drink, but I really shouldn't drink. But shall I have a drink? Oh, I don't know. But I guess I, should, I, should, I wouldn't drink. And it's just that internal dialogue all the way. And you kind of, you're like, oh, oh, the, the drink's just over there. But but I can't have it. And when it's that willpower, we can never win. Yeah. And, and Andy, you're, you're, the, you're the, the, the personal development absolute experts. I'm sure you can uh, describe this better than me, but someone talked to me about the elephant and the rider concept that, that's going on in our brains. And, and this really resonated with me. And, uh, and again, you can probably explain it better, but in our heads, we've got an elephant and there's, you know, that's the more sort of, um, you know, the, the, the caveman part of our brain that just, you know, if the elephant wants to eat, it'll go over there and eat. If the elephant wants a beer, it'll go over there and have a beer. 
But our more conscious thought is the rider, yeah, the little person on top of the elephant saying, excuse me, please go that way. Excuse me, please go that way. And for a while, the elephant will do it and it will do what the rider says. But then eventually the elephant's just going to go, nah, <laughs> I just want to go over there, please. And the rider can't do anything about it. And And that's the shift that I tried to make. I knew I couldn't, if I made it about willpower, I knew that I would, I could never win because eventually that elephant, the willpower would win. So I had to make a conscious decision to say, I have to want something more than this current life. And I say for for me, it was the, the, the crazy things in terms of the, the the races and the fitness and and the the world records and and more important things like the the confidence and the fulfillment and the happiness and and the happy kids and everything. But for someone else, you might have had a dream to write a book, go to a place, run in a race, start a relationship, end a relationship, start an art class, no matter what it is, we've all got that thing that I believe that we want to do. And I had to think about what is that life that I want more than alcohol and that's why i talk about a life less ordinary when when i could really define and get crystal clear on that life that i wanted it wasn't easy to leave alcohol behind because i know it's really really bloody hard but it was simpler it was if if i want that then i have to say no to this and and that's what i had to take those steps but and then it's the crossroads isn't it that I remember that I think it was on day two for me. I uh, I had to, to go to my kid's school and, and help out for like a school, you know, school fair or something. And I had the idea, you, you always have the mum who organises everything. And she was like, oh, Freddie, you like a drink, don't you? You can man the bar all night. And don't worry, just help yourself to a beer as well. So I was there on day two, like so up to here with In my alcohol. cans of Stella. And people saying, oh, I'd love a drink. Oh, I bet you're loving it, free beer. And I was just kind of, just take it and go and and, it, and I did have to white knuckle it there then I was just sort of thinking like think of that perfect life think of the perfect life and and just pushing through on that and, and then you have the yeah, the first birthday the first wedding the first time you see your mates and they say what really you're not gonna last 30 days you're not gonna last 90 days and everything else and and that's when you I just had to and I think anyone you have to to get calm, you have to get quiet and really focus on, on what you're doing it for. Because to say you you have to want it more than than the hangovers. You have to, to want that thing, whatever it may be, more than the, the than the comments and the whispers and the doubters and everything else. Because I do one hundred percent firmly believe that anyone, anyone has it within them to do that. And I say if if an old, drunk, broken down, stressed, depressed, suicidal guy like me can do it, then that I guarantee that, that anyone can do it. And obviously, one of the main reasons I did it was because I had the, the expert guidance of my new best friend at the time, Andy Ramage. Yeah. Yes, I see what you did there. <laughs> but I do mean it. No, it's so true. And it's, you know, even the comments people are saying how powerful the story is, because I think, again, many of us have been there and it is that shift. I always call it that mindset shift, which is the same thing, or the alcohol-free magic, which is the same thing dressed up in different ways, which ultimately is, it's not about willpower. Whilst it's about willpower, I think you're always in that place of ambivalence, that love-hate relationship. You're like white-knuckling constantly, trying to not have this thing that you sort of secretly want. And eventually you get tired, stressed out, maxed out, whatever it is, and then you crumble and you end up in that cycle of a thousand never-agains like you mentioned, mm. but then there's something that happens. And I think everyone that's on their longer sort of alcohol-free stretch or has transformed their relationship with alcohol at some point has had this shift, this moment when it's like, oh, I get it now. Actually, do you know what? I'm not giving anything up. I'm gaining all this good stuff. I'm gaining energy mm. and mojo, momentum, consistency, trust in myself, love for myself again. This is what I want. I want more of that. And that in itself becomes the thing that is so attractive that the thoughts of going back is just not an option. And then at that point, the ambivalence is gone. There's no more willpower. And then it opens the door to a much longer streak, alcohol-free. And that's where you start to build that lovely momentum, that rich, vibrant life without the booze. And you become someone that just doesn't drink. Like, why would you? I'm sure your mind is like mine. It's like, Mm. why would I ever do that? That makes no sense. Like, why go back and do that thing now? I totally agree, Andy. And one thing I will say, though, and, and certainly a message that we try and put across on, on Over the Influence, and I had this, 
sometimes I believe people get frustrated in those early, early days, early weeks, sometimes those early months. And I was like this and I thought going alcohol free would be a silver bullet. I thought all my problems would disappear. I'd wait, it'd be like a Disney movie. I'd wake up in the morning and I'd like, I'd hold my hand out and a a little bird would come and like land and and sing a song to me and all these wonderful things. But it wasn't the case. And I, in those first few weeks, it felt like all the, all the skeletons from my past, all those drunken mistakes were all coming back to haunt me. I was more anxious. I was more stressed. I was more depressed. I still wasn't where I wanted to be in terms of my, you know, my my relationship, my life, my my career, and everything, and and it was probably about a hundred days in for me. But I remember kind of like looking up to the sky, and I was like, oh, I thought we had a deal, you know. I thought we had a deal. I give up alcohol, and you you sort my life yeah. out. But it isn't like that. You know, stuff stuff happy. You know, pandemics happen in life. People. Yeah, people lose jobs, people get betrayed, relationships end, unexpe- you know, cats die, unexpected things happen. Going alcohol-free can't make our lives perfect, but what it can do is galvanise us and give us that inner strength and that calm, quiet confidence. And that's what I still think. You know, I'm in a bloody pandemic lockdown right now. I'm, I've left the UK. I'm here in New Zealand. I'm seeing everyone in the UK having a, having a lovely old time. And I'm here locked down again. And a part of me would be thinking, oh, that's just not fair, man. Like, come on. Like, what, what's that all about? And But I think, well, Everything happens for a reason. The fact that I'm not getting drunk every night, I haven't got that hungover regret. I've got that sober confidence because I know I've, you know, I've, I've got through drunken incidents where I've had drug dealers holding guns to my head. I've, I've got through some really bad situations when I was drunk. I got through some bad situations when I was getting sober. We can do anything. We can be unstoppable. Once we can get to the fun side of the island, Things can hurt us, things can upset us, things can sometimes not go our way. But we can deal with it, we can get through it. And I think one of the wonderful things is the communities out there, the sober communities, everything you're doing, Andy, with you know, not only the, the people in, in your coaching group, in your communities, but also your followers. Together, we really are a force to be reckoned with. And anyone out there, it doesn't matter whether you're on day one or if you're on day 1,000. This matters. This is where we could all be part of something. This is where we could all make a difference. And together, we can support each other. We could all win together. And we could all deal with whatever 2021, I mean, heaven knows what 2022 is going to be like, but whatever life throws at us as a group or individuals, if we can overcome alcohol, then we can overcome anything. Love that. I felt like giving you a round of applause on the back of that. I'm sure everyone listening probably that, does. That, that was just off the cuff. That was I like, like, that was uh, like gladiator. Down for that. You went all like Russell Crowe <laughs> on yourself. That's what it is. Because he's, he's from New Zealand, isn't he? That's what it is. It's the New Zealand he factor. Is, yeah. I was like, yeah, gladiator. That's what you're going to come out of. Love that. But it's so true, isn't it? It's so true. The community mm. that you've created, we get to that in a second that we've been involved in and one, you know, beer and all the stuff that I do, even though I haven't been able to do the alcohol-free stuff for about 18 months. That's more mm. or less over in September, which is super cool. Um, but together, all of us, I think, are moving the needle in such a positive way. And I talk about being the circuit breaker in your family, being that shining beacon of positivity in your networks and in you know your careers and for your colleagues of someone that actually can live this radiant, energised, like beautiful mm. smile of a life whilst being alcohol-free. But something else you touched on, and I want to come back to that as well, is that it's not just the stopping, is it? And I think that's a bit of confusion that people can have at times. It's like, right, if mm. I stop, my life will be amazing. And I'll be over the woods doing Facebook <laughs> Lives and going, this is all fab and look. And actually, the truth is this, the stop part is the start. You know, when you stop, it really begins and the self-development mm. begins. And, you know, it's a lot of what I do now with the Arate Way and the courses that I run is to really try and, help people build that personal development alongside a break from alcohol because it sets up the perfect platform but you still have to use it you still have to do the learning you still have to do the work on what lies beneath because the truth Mm. is i think for a lot of people there's some underlying issues that need to be faced and dealt with whether that's through medication or counseling or whatever it is talk therapies or just general motivation once that work's begun with that clarity of the beautiful serenity that comes from being alcohol free 
then there's that like inching it up. That's when you start to make that progress towards this life, this radiant life that you've always wanted to live. Then you're unstoppable because like you said, you get that lovely confidence that starts to come back and you keep it. It's not plastic confidence that melts the following day with the hangover. It's like there <laughs> to keep the radiances there, the consistency, the trust, all these things start flooding back. And it comes from that one thing, which is the start of everything, is that break from alcohol. So what you do and Sharon and all the communities mm. and myself, I think is so important to inspire people to get started. But then there's this what next bit that I think is as important, if not, you know, more important than that initial hurdle of, of having the courage to stop. So on that note, let's start to talk about what's been happening because it's got really exciting. I mean, we got to know each other years ago. We spent some time working mm. together at One You Know Beer. I, I think, did you leave before me? I can't remember who left first. I think I went first. I think I might have gone first and then you ended up uh, coming out for various different reasons. We don't have to go into that. Mm. Um, but since then, you've then teamed up with another legend from uh, the alcohol-free space and someone that you know I've known and loved for years and years and years as well, Sharon Hartley. So tell us about that whole adventure, how that unfolded. Sharon Hartley, a.k.a. the Queen of Sobriety. I, I bow down before her. Um, I, I, I was going to say I'd, I would kiss the ring, but you know what? With Sharon Hartley, I would, because that's how wonderful she is. <laughs> and I've, I've, I've known Sharon for, for a while now, and, uh, and, and she's just amazing. You know, a, a, a beacon of hope, uh, a fountain of light, a, uh, a, a very Lancashire goddess and uh, and she's just wonderful and over the influence our, our podcast was was born around my kitchen table i mean I say we've and what i love about our community is that we always talk we always bounce ideas we always say you know what what's happening over there how can we help how can we help all of us change the world and and i was speaking to, to shazza around my kitchen table and, and we said well you know what why why don't we create a podcast and I happen to know a, uh, a podcast producer where I was in, in the time in Liverpool, super talented, one of the best podcast producers in, uh, in the country, Ben Anderson. And, and together we had this meeting and what well, I call it a meeting, a, a chat is probably a way of doing it. And we thought, well, what, why don't we start a podcast? Because we, we felt there was a different message to, to say out there because we felt it, especially in the podcast space, it, there was there were two different um, yeah, two different themes as such. There was the very doom and gloom. Alcohol is bad. Put in your headphones once a week and listen to a really dark and deep and depressing story. Or it would be the very uh, yeah, dare I say that the very Californian sunrise yoga, drinking green smoothies, you know, life is wonderful, darling. And there's nothing wrong with either of those approaches. And, and there's some amazing people in, in, in both of those the different camps. But we thought, why not, why not give something a little bit different? Why not be a bit British, a bit bold, a bit brash? Why don't we be 100% real? Why don't we be honest with people? Because ultimately, we're not perfect. We, you know, we we proudly say we're not experts. We're not counselors. We're not therapists. We, you know, in terms of our personal development expertise, we're we, you know, we're, we're light years away from you, Andy. We any of the expertise we we send your way, and we do it with uh, with pride. But but for us, we thought, why not share the stories of not only everyday people, but also the you know the the artists, the, the, the world famous authors, the, the singers, the, the social media superstars, and really try and inspire people because many people out there, they automatically assume that when you go sober, it has to be a tough, dark, difficult time that you're gonna have to fight through. Why can't we make it the time of your life? Why can't we give you the best bloody 45 minutes of your week talking about booze? And that's what we try and do. We bring the motivation. We bring the laughter. We bring the uh, the, the fairly embarrassing stories, which are usually mine, uh, talking about you know getting locked out of hotel rooms naked and, and all those sorts of things. And we, we started this thing. And we didn't know what we were doing. We were quite, we were very scared. We were very shy. We were reluctant. And we, we started recording this thing around my kitchen table and people started listening and it grew and it grew and, and then it turned into, into a bit of a beast. And now 
you know, we've got over 70,000 listeners everywhere from from Auckland to Alabama via Aylesbury. I say we've, we've had people on there, influencers with, with over 4 million followers. We've had some amazing recording artists. We've had authors like, obviously, yourself, Andy, being the, yeah. the number one guest. We've had William Porter. We've had Claire Pooley. We've had everyday people that have got such inspiring and motivational stories of courage and grit and determination. But the main thing that we try and do is, is just laugh and laugh at ourselves and give people laughter and that connection. And and that's what I talk about in terms of we we want to start a sober rebellion. We want to show people that this can be the best bloody time of your life. And it doesn't have to be feeling sorry for yourself. It doesn't have to be doom and gloom. And the most important thing is that we're doing it together. Because it isn't about me, it's not about Sharon, it's not about Ben, who, and I've got to say, Ben, our producer, he started off being a guy that loved his beers, you know, loved his, his drinking and everything else. He was just a podcast producer. But because me and Sharon just annoyed him enough, basically, <laughs> he stopped drinking whilst recording the first series. He's now hit over a year alcohol-free. He, he He's loving life. His business is going from strength to thre- from strength to strength. But it isn't about any of us. It's about our wonderful community members. It's about our listeners. It's about everyone. Because we're... We're not doing this to, to say we're going to bore you with our story. We're just the, the catalyst for change. We're just out there to help people discover these amazing, talented people, to have a great time, to be part of this sober rebellion. Because as I say, this is where people matter. This is where they can be part of something special. And so many people have told us as well, this is where they belong. And and that's something that I'm so proud of. We so our membership is growing all the time. We get emails every day from people saying that uh, that, that their lives are changing. And, and for me, that makes it all worthwhile. Every Zoom I have to do at four o'clock in the morning here in New Zealand, every, uh, every late night, every trawling the internet and begging yet another celebrity agent to please bring your very important celebrity on our podcast. If we can change one life, if we can make one person smile, if we can make one person's bad sober day into a successful sober day, then that makes it all worthwhile. And you know what? We're just getting started. This sober revolution, this sober rebellion is going to be something absolutely amazing. We're going to disrupt the world and we're going to empower one billion people to drink differently. And that's why we love being so close to you, Andy, because we, you know, anyone out there, we say, if you need help with personal development, if you want to speak to the experts, if you want the guidance, Andy Ramage, he's your man. And and I think all of us, all of the, the people you've had on the podcast, you know, the, you know, the, all of the, the influencers out there together, we can all change the world and we have this power and, and every single one of us, can make this world a wonderful, sober, alcohol-free place. We're going to give the world alcohol freedom, Andy, and that's what's going to happen. Alcohol freedom. I'm going to take a breath now. You're on fire this morning. I'm just staying out of it. I'm like, there's no (laughs) point me getting involved. I'm just going to sit out and let you talk, and I think that's the the way it should be. Just just put the kettle on. Make yourself a cup of tea. I'll still be just going at this. Exactly. I was thinking I might just pop to the shops. I'll be back. I might go to Costa, do a bit of work, and I'll be back (laughs) and still be giving it some. That's what I love, right? And that's that passion shining through, through your eyes. And, you know, I think you've picked that up and you've seen in many ways me doing that for years and years and years and i and i love it that you know mm. that there's there's more and more people like yourself who, who i've known so well for so long now like really starting to move the needle a bit and i totally agree collectively we can make a massive massive difference because when you think about this thing it's so gigantically vast and there's so few people really out front trying to sort of help move the needle but it's that collective it's the group that makes all the difference not about us we just happen to be out front just sort of marshalling the community and and creating some of these initiatives to get people to come together and have a similar experience to us and then go out into the world being radiant and joyous and those alcohol-free beacons that are just spreading that message without trying without having to like you know hammer it Mm. all the time it's just showing up and that in your networks inspires people i bumped into a lady just yesterday a lady called Catherine, who's a great runner who is about over a year and a bit alcohol free and she said to me oh i know you Amazing. you're the one you know beer guy i know about you she said because my friend i went for a run he's called andy garwood 
And I saw him and I thought he looked amazing. He'd lost all this weight. He was like doing this like ultramarathon. When I knew him, he was like a big drinker, much heavier, struggling. And I saw him and he looked amazing. And I said to him, what did you do? And he went, oh, I did this thing. I stopped drinking and I feel brilliant. And she was inspired. She never did any of the mm. platforms or any of the programs. That was her being inspired by him. And then when she met me, she was over a year alcohol free. Life had been transformed. And I went, how bloody brilliant is that? And I got straight onto Andy and said, your actions, your effort, your courage inspired that lady who wasn't a great friend of his, just an associate that he sort of bumped into. So imagine collectively what we're all doing. Even if you don't know it or you don't realise it or you don't get those obvious wins, because Andy had no idea about that, I had to tell him. Imagine all the people already we're collectively inspiring to do something different. I think that's pretty bloody special. And you mentioned one person. It's not one person. It's hundreds of thousands. It's millions. And I think you're prediction of a billion it's got to happen collectively we can do this thing i think i think it has together we can do it and and i think and i'll i'll be careful slightly or i'll choose my words carefully with this but i think the the well-being world should we say is is a funny one and and sometimes i think more it's more to be honest a reflection of of, of society as a whole and, and social media and there's some people out there have this this opinion of you know, you're either you're either one you're you're one of my people or you're one of Andy's people or you're a part of this group or you're part of that group and I'm like, why can't why can't we share why can't we come together as one overall alcohol community and I'm I'm not going to get political and talk about you know the the big bad alcohol companies but there's there are a lot of powerful bodies out there uh, in in the retail industry and in uh, in the more government side of things. That, that make a lot of money from drinking. And and I think why be a bunch of, of small groups try to try to hammer on a big door? Why can't we all come together with this? So with over the influence, we're like, follow everyone, follow Andy, sign up for everyone's programs. We love it. We'll 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 point you in the direction. I'll I'll give you the sign up form for any of our followers, any of our listeners. I'll say get involved, do it. Why why do we have to say, well, these are mine and these are yours? And I think that amazing collectiveness is so powerful and important and and one more thing on this is it's something we talk about a lot in in the group and we i was made like this at the start of like you you go into a, either a free community or a private community or you listen to a podcast or you do a course and and sometimes we think what am i going to get from this come on how are you going to change my life i want to see the benefits i want to change i want this i want that i would say why not think about what you can give as well? And when I thought about that and one comment that you might make, one liking of someone else's post, replying to someone else's uh, Facebook story or Instagram story, it might just change someone's life. It might just save someone's life. And, and that's why I always try and say, it isn't just about what, what can I get from this alcohol-free community? How are you gonna help my sobriety? How can we all help each other to be successful and succeed? And, and as you said, with that amazing story with Andy, sometimes you can change someone's life without even knowing it. People have changed my life. And obviously, Andy, you've changed my life. Lots of, of the famous stars have, have said things that have changed my life. But sometimes it's been the one word comment on, on one of my posts when I was feeling low. It's been someone that I've never even met just sending me a DM saying, I know where you're coming from. Those are the things, those small movements, those small changes, that is really what is, is, is so amazing about this whole community. And that I think we have to nurture and encourage and grow. And together, like I say, we can all change the world and we can all live such an amazing, happy, fulfilled, alcohol-free life where, where we're all just making our dreams come true. That's not too much to ask, is it? No, it's and it's so wonderful right to hear and we've spoken a lot about this and we will do a lot more around this in mm. the coming weeks months years together because we have the same views around it for us it's the same thing isn't it we're all in this together playing in different positions but everyone's got the same motive if you're coming mm. from the right place which is to try and collectively make a difference right and it doesn't matter about where you sit or what groups that's irrelevant it's like the big you know togetherness around this alcohol free space because I think you said something really, really important there. And that's about, there can be that mindset of what's in it for me, what's in it for me. But actually, one of the mm. quickest ways to make real, real, you know, uh, lasting change in your life 
is to give to others. And I think that sense, when you build those groups, and I, and I saw it with one, you know, beer, and it was the most powerful part of that whole experience for me was the giving. You know, when people actually give back and they mm. support and they champion and they cheer on and they bother to post and they bother to like and they show up for someone when they're struggling. Right. That always like I get goosebumps even thinking about it. And I see it in my own groups in the in my body gym when someone's there and they need that support and someone's made the effort for them that they might even know that might be on the other side of the globe. They're showing up for them, even if they're struggling themselves. And I think there's something magical about that. And I think when you remove it from like the I to the sort of we and the the group and the community, it becomes even more motivating that your actions that are going to spread to those people that you know and love, they're going to inspire other people. And if you show up for other people in that giving space, beautiful things happen. And I think that's why you're getting so much wonderful momentum around the Over the Influence, the podcast, the community. I'll be a part of it. We'll support each other and champion each other because like, we get it, right? We totally get this coming from that same Definitely. place of... We just want to help people live a new, different and exciting life. It's the best life. I've just seen one of the comments saying, I'm off to climb the three peaks today. Boring this AF life, isn't it? Right? I love it. You know, you can just see it, you know, look at some of those comments if you get a chance. People love this stuff, right? Because finally, you've got a group of people or a community that gets you, that understands you, that's with you, that supports you. Because it's this is the real truth. It's really difficult to get it in the outside world within your own family networks because very often most of your family networks still drink they don't see it whereas i think this online thing has just changed everything in the sense that it allows you to get into a room effectively or into a community of people that get you that understand you that know you that you can turn to when you're having a great time and you can turn to when you're struggling and that's very hard to get in the outside world but here's the thing back to that billion people it's starting to happen and I love that it's starting to flow into the real world now. I said it just recently. I was in Ireland and, you know, the bastion of drink, let's be honest. And they were flying out the doors in terms of, I've just lost Freddie. Freddie's just gone. He might come back on. I'll keep talking. Freddie's gone to Costa. That's what he's done. He's just, he's, he's seen me on a roll and gone, I'll just pop off to Costa. I'll keep going because I want to get Freddie back on. I don't want to wrap it up just there. I'm sure he'll, he'll know how to get back in. He'll probably ring back in a second and he'll come back on. So back to the to the island story was really powerful to me to see. There he is. Let's get him back on. There he is. He's back. Andy, I, you still with I, me? I, I'm back. I, I, I said, I bet you've gone to Costa. I bet that's what he's done. He's actually seen me on a roll and gone, on. Oh, I'm going to go to Costa. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> I was just talking. So sorry, Andy. Don't worry. I styled it out. I told you, like anything, you just become unflappable <laughs> when you're alcohol free. Exactly. You just get like a new confidence to deal with echoes and disappearing guests. I was like, I know that Freddie's good, but now he's actually disappeared. It's all part of the journey. It is. It's part of it. But just to, to come back to that last point, just to wrap it up. So in Ireland, and they mm. were serving alcohol free alternatives, were flying out the door. Massive, busy. You know, if you've ever been to mm. Ireland, pubs there best pubs in the world and they were flying off the shelves they had it on draft so my point being amazing as much as these online communities are amazing and, and they're just giving us a new level of support it really is starting to flow into the real world like the broader world of friends mm. and family and networks and for me that's the game changer we've got a lot of work to do but it's 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 happening which i think is the most exciting thing and I think on that, Andy, I, I'm happy to to almost give you a, a sneak preview and an exclusive. And I I can't say too much, but but over the influence, say we're on this mission to to empower a billion people to drink differently. We've got some big goals around things like the uh, the, the alcohol free beer space, shall I say? Because yeah, we're we're not going to go down the, the the coaching or personal development route because well, that's simple. If any of our audience want coaching, personal development. Andy Ramage, he's your guy. But we're going to be helping people to get over the influence in uh, in the pubs and the supermarkets of the, of the world. And I'll I'll leave it at that. Ooh. But there's some some very exciting developments to come on uh, on that front. I know what's coming, and I'm excited by it. And I can't <laughs> say it. Well, lucky you told me because I'm such a blabbermouth. I'd have been on here. It's like I, I actually did one of the, a live one of these mornings. And if you, there's a there's a program here, you're probably here for. Well, you would know it. Um, Line of Duty. And I came on oh, yeah, the, yeah. like the day after. So it was the big reveal. Oh, no. Totally schoolboyed it. I was like getting mm. really excited. And I went, 
I can't believe it's and I completely give it away. And you know, we have one of those moments, oh. literally the sort of the air just almost escaped from my body. I was like, <gasps> I've just told everyone who's listening. You try like get it, get it back in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, it was like late. too late. I was like, oh no, I was totally embarrassed. I, did, I had to delete the, I literally had to put the thing down, delete the live off. Anyway, that's another story. So, you know, we've had a brilliant conversation. I mean, we could keep going. We'll do more of this because, uh, you know, we've, we've barely Absolutely. scratched the surface of this stuff and we are so aligned. And obviously now I'll be doing, you know, more in and around this and be a big champion of everything you do. So mm. for those that um, don't know as much about you guys, where's the best place to sort of learn more? Obviously, you've got the podcast and whatnot. Let's just tee up all the places people can, can reach out. Sure thing. So the, the podcast is called Over the Influence, available on iTunes, Spotify, wherever else podcasts are broadcast. Overtheinfluence.co.uk. That's our website. We have you know, we've got amazing content. You can get the podcast on there as well. We do have this amazing, thriving pulsating wonderful uh, membership community at the moment and uh, i say you can find out more about it and sign up on the website but there's all kinds of things on there you've got the community you've got the the secret second over the influence podcast there's weekly zooms monthly masterclasses that i hope andy uh, you'll be uh, you'll be part uh, yep, of one of those we've definitely. got people like you know William Porter's signed up. We've got some some the, the world's leading experts in nutrition, motivation, positive psychology, sobriety coming on to that. Uh, so the the podcast on Instagram is at alcohol free pod. And my own Insta, uh, which is basically me just running around with my top off, if, if you like that sort of yep, thing, um, before I turn 40 and put the top back on, is um, at Freddie Explores, which is F-R-E-D-D-I-E, Explores. Love it. Yeah. And again, thank you for everything you do. It's been such a pleasure, both yourself and Sharon. I think Shazza's on. I just saw a comment from Shazza. Um, oh, amazing. It's been so I just been such a pleasure to see, you know, the momentum that you're building and all the good that you're doing in the world. And I'll always be a massive, massive support, a massive champion of everything you do, because I think you're absolutely fab. And like we said, collectively, we're gonna move the needle in a big way with your help, with everyone's help. I mean, I think that's what it's about. And I think if we can turn it into that, you're doing this not only for yourself but to other people, you'll be much more motivated to stay alcohol free. And together we'll make a real difference. Wouldn't that be a beautiful thing to look back on your kids and say, I did I love that. that. And here's just one example as well, Andy, and with Shazza being there, I, I almost forgot. Obviously, Shazza's excited about the naked calendar. You're excited about the can't naked wait. calendar. I'm excited about the naked calendar. We can't wait. It's going to be amazing. But there's one, just to, to highlight one thing that we do. Um, this is for anyone, anyone out there. You don't have to sign up for anything. You don't even have to go on an email list. Shazza Hartley, the queen of sobriety. Now in the UK, if you reach 100 years of age, you get a telegram from the queen. With Over the Influence, if you reach 100 days alcohol free, you get a telegram from the queen of sobriety, Sharon Hartley. And let me try and grab mine without knocking my phone off, which let's face it, oh, they're about. So yeah, you get your a proper, where's, where's the camera? A proper it, telegram yeah. through the post. Handwritten by by Sharon Hartley. Where's my camera? There, is, there, there we is. go. So drop us an email at overtheinfluence.co.uk. Um, no, O-T-I-H-Q at... Oh, I've lost him again. Just at the critical point. Well, I think we got everything there anyway, so I'll probably wrap it up there. But I think that was absolutely wonderful. I hopefully you enjoyed that. Inspirational. He's on his side. He might come back in a second, but I think we'll leave it there anyway. And we'll do this again very soon. Uh, Freddie just gave you all the details how you can contact those guys. They're amazing. I'm a massive, massive supporter, a massive champion, a massive fan, and always will be. Um, exciting times ahead for us all. I'm just going to bring Freddie on just to quickly say goodbye. And then uh, he's back. I'm not finished yet. Right, keep going, quick. Sorry, I'm going to be quick now. O-T-I-H-Q at overtheinfluence.co.uk. You get, when you reach 100 days, you get one of these. No sign up, no membership. You don't have to pay anything. Tell us that you're reaching 100 days. 
we send you it for free because it's fun, because it's entertaining, because it gives people motivation to reach that 100 days. That's what Over the Influence is all about. That's what this is all about. Getting sober, together, changing the world and having a bloody good time. Go on, Freddie. That's how you finish it off. <laughs> yes. That's how you sign it off. I thought I was going to have to do it on my own. But he's back. Right. Now we can actually both go to Costa. Well, you can't do anything. You're locked in for yes. the next however many I days. I'm locked down. So, yeah. I'm going to go for my dinner. Yeah, you're going to have your dinner. Right. We'll wrap it up there. Brilliant, brilliant. We'll do it again soon, Freddie. Top, top man. Hopefully, everyone really enjoyed that. Thank you that. all. It's been a pleasure. And we'll, we'll see you all soon. Thank you all. See everyone. I'll see you all, all right, soon. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out the shorter episodes, which are clips from my daily live show, The Fun Side of the Island with Andy Ramage, that you can join every day at 7.15am BST by following at Andy Ramage Official on Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube, search for Andy Ramage. Also, for the first time ever, I'm now training double accredited coaches in my unique coaching blueprint. Go to andyramage.com and check out courses for more information. And if you'd like to train with me on my latest online live course, The Arate Way, also head to andyramage.com courses. I'll make no secret of it. I would love to train with you. So let's make it happen. And I thank you for listening. It's deeply appreciated. The best thing you can do to show some love to the podcast is to click subscribe or follow. And don't forget the sponsors, Athletic Greens, who are giving our listeners a free year supply. Yes, free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today when you go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Andy Ramage and sign up. And I love it most of all when you share the episode you enjoy on social media. You can just take a screenshot as you listen and then put it out and tag me in at Andy Ramage Official on Facebook and Insta. You're amazing. Finally, you can sign up to my free newsletter where I share exclusive posts along with things I'm enjoying such as podcasts, books, quotes, TED Talks and much more. And many of you message to say this is your favourite thing that I produce. So please check it out by going to andyramage.com and there is an option to sign up at the footer of every page. As always, a massive thank you to Matt McCormick for producing the podcast and thank you to Austin Sweetman for your digital promotions. You can find me on team at andyramage.com, at andyramageofficial on Insta and Facebook, and Andy Ramage on YouTube. See you back here soon for another episode. Let's do this.